I don't even know where I'm gonna go. But uh, but okay, some. Well, uh, <laughs> I can't talk to you. Cause I'm an idiot. I remember. I would say this is a better like rap rops rack rap. Ooh, oh, come on, this girl. is a tough one. This rap is a better rock. yeah. Oh, dude. oh my god. That Baltica getting to The Russians that, that are poisoning Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and well that's pretty much it. So uh let's go! Now that we got our sillies out. Hey. Our silly this is willies. Asinine Radio. This is Asinine Radio. What are you like doing like Kenny fucking G or something? I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. Smooth jazz. Who are you with Kenny? Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. Got no one to hold him. What? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. This right here. This is Asinine Radio. This is a big in. This is a big one. This is a big episode. A big one episode. Only one big episode. Um, yeah, we're. I don't what know. Does that this, even mean? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just filling up space. I have no idea. Uh, this is a music podcast. If you didn't know, um, this is where we get into a different album every episode. We dissect it. We get into. We get into the nitty gritty of it. And uh, my name is Tyler. On the other end is uh, a friend of mine. His name is uh, Jeff. And uh, if you want, or actually I want you to, I want you all to go to iTunes, go there, rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Jeff is having a blast right now. Fucking two, like a minute and a half into this thing, you've said nothing. I really haven't. But you've said nothing. But you can also follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Uh, and I, you know, honestly, I, I really, I don't have a lot to say ever. Um, you talking right now sounds like somebody <laughs> just reading from the dictionary. Like that's, that's exactly how fucking boring I am. I'm, I am. I, that's I'm how boring you are right, right now. That's how bored I am right now. <laughs> I can't even fucking think. My mind is mush just from hearing you read the oh, dictionary. God. So continue I reading am, Webster's. I'm, I'm having a, I'm not having a blast actually, but this week. Uh, if if you can't read, uh, the title of the episode is uh, Body Count and their album Body Count. Your moves. Stop the call right here. They got moves. All right, give me, give me. I don't want you to do it. Cool guys. Stay in the car, man. Stay in the car. Stay in the car. Yeah. Uh, hi, officers. Um... We had a flat tire back there. Do you think you guys could help us out? Nah, that's not my job. My job's not to help your fucking ass out. I mean, um, you know, I don't have any other way to get home. That's not my job, asshole. Well, uh, could you tell me what your job is? 
Right now, my job is eating these donuts. Or maybe... Hey, wait a minute. Aren't you... Yeah. Body count. Body count. Body count. Yeah, body motherfucker! Count. Body 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 count, nigga! Body count. 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 Body Count was formed in Los Angeles, California in 1990 by Ice-T on vocals and Ernie C on guitar. They currently have six albums and have sold many worldwide. The album we're talking about today is their debut self-titled album. It was released on March 10th, 1992. And if you weren't paying attention to the song just now, the album features Ernie C on lead guitar, Ice-T on vocals, D-Rock the Executioner on rhythm guitar, Beatmaster V on drums, Moose Man on bass, Shawnee Sean on samples and as a hype man, and Shawnee Mac as a hype man and on backing vocals. So yeah, there's some uh, there's some little background on Body Count if you're not familiar with them. Uh, now, Jeff, let's just should we just get into our final or not our final thoughts? Ooh, our final thoughts. Damn, <laughs> our, that's, our it, that's all. That's it. That's all, David Jaffe. Uh, no, our initial initial thoughts on this Body Count record, this debut album by them. Okay. What do you got? I think the only Body Count song I've heard prior to this week was when they released like a new song a while back, and we talked about it on the pod. And that's the first time I ever heard Body Count. I've heard of this band before, but I've never heard their music at all. At least I don't think I have. Yes. And I thought, this is, it's okay. And I think Ice-T is just goofy now. 
Oh, absolutely. He's just a goofball. He's in Law and Order SVU. Replays like that, the hard hitting, you know, fucking guy from like South LA, or because he's in New York, from whatever borough New York is a shithole, Harlem like, or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Oh, Harlem's a shithole. Okay. I well, no, I'm just saying that that's predominantly I think, African American. I think all of so. New York is a shithole. Well, true. New York's <laughs> awful. But I think Ice T was just goofy. I've always pictured Ice T as just like a goofy guy. I've never taken him seriously. Therefore, I, almost in the same realm of I've never like taken LL Cool J seriously. Mm-hmm. So I've just never dove into like Ice T's personal like rap stuff as and obviously body count. But um, getting into it this week, I had very very kind of like mixed emotions, and the first listen. Of this album, I was just, I was confused. I had fucking no idea what to expect. <laughs> I was like lost. The pacing was weird. I didn't understand what was going on. I had to look at my like phone multiple times just to see where we're at within the album because there are skits that bleed into like songs, but they're not really skits. They're just kind of like spoken word facts. And I was just very confused overall. Yes. This like the direction of this went so many different ways. But the more I listened to it, the more kind of condensed it became, the more focused it became, and the more I kind of read up about it, and their subsequent albums kind of made more sense. And I still feel that the reason they just made this band was just to piss people off, which is ultimately kind of what, like, thrash should be. And yes. And again, going true. back to the Anthrax thing from earlier, this is better thrash than Anthrax. Oh, Absolutely. This is better than anthrax. <laughs> like, yeah. They're just not good. True. Anthrax is not good. No. Don't care. They're really not. They're not. Uh man, my my initial thoughts with this band, I'm I'm kind of the same with you. I, I remember hearing Cop Killer like years and years and years ago, just, you know, in passing. Uh because, you know, knowing the history of it and everything. But I had never really given them given them a chance. And then we heard the song last year, they put out a new song and just thought it was whatever. But the reason why this this was my pick this week, this album was, and the reason I chose it was because I'm re-listening to to an old pod called The Hour of Goon, and they had Ernie C, oh, the guitar player, on it. Oh, you didn't listen to it? I forgot. God damn it! Damn it! Damn it! It would have added so much more if you listened I to know, it. I fucked it up. Um, but anyway, yeah. So Hour of Goon, I listened to that that pod. Go check it out. It's really kind of dumb, but really great at the same time. Um, uh, yeah, they had Ernie C on for the for the episode, and he told a lot of really cool stories of like growing up in in that part of L.A. Uh, throughout the early early seventies and everything. And he talks about like you know how like gangsters actually were, and then he talks about you know meeting Ice T and forming the band, and then the significance of Cop Killer and how that affected him and the band. And it, it was a really really interesting thing. So then I thought, you know, I've never given them a shot, so. I listened to the album and I'm like, I didn't like it at first. Oh, I, I, I didn't hate it. I just wasn't there yet listening to it. And then I just suggested it to Jeff. Let's just do it on the pod and then see where it goes. But yeah, with subsequent listens, I've I've grown to like it more and more. I listened to it maybe six times. And yeah, it's much better now, especially after reading the lyrics and the context of it all. It's much it's much better than my, my first listen. So there, there's my little my little initial thoughts on this record. Ah, uh, man, damn it! I thought for sure you listened to that episode of the pod, dude. I had it like downloaded and everything. I had it ready to go. I just until right now, I don't know what happened. I listened to this album so many times too, and I just I don't know what the fuck happened. 
I completely I forgot. You, you should have reminded me. Why didn't you? Like I, 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 I dude, I was outside today, reading the paper. For God's sakes, Tyler! <laughs> I was reading print. Isn't print dead? Print is dead. It's not. It's dead. I'm looking at it's my fingertips right now, and they're like black because of print. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck! Dumb. I'm kicking myself. But it, with that. I'm, I mean, even even though you have you didn't listen to it before the pod, you should still go back and listen to it. It, it was an interesting, uh, an interesting conversation for sure. I, I so definitely I, I do will because, like, one of the over. So, like I said, that they've made this album to create this band just to piss people off, and I I I think that's like 100 percent true. I don't think any of these guys are like good at anything they try to do like thrash the rap the met or the the hip-hop crossover thing again i've listened to a lot of ice t stuff i went back and listened to like three of his songs one Mm -hmm. was like a redo or like a a thing from this album too they he was on his other album and then two other songs i listened to i don't think like he's anything special i think he has a very commanding voice similar to like chuck d does and he uses that voice to kind of grab you and, and kind of give you his his ideas and his perceptions of the world. But I don't I don't think he's anything special. I don't think any of these guys in this band are anything special individually. But they come together in this like hodgepodge of just sloppy bullshit music and it works. It is. It's really sloppy, right? I, it's I thought that's fucking too. awful. It's like they're <laughs> I, I almost thought like Ice T was filling in for this band because their lead singer just quit. And he's like, fuck it, I'll, I'll, I'll do this set with you. And they, they never practiced. They never did anything. The band's like, let's just play our normal songs. And then Ice-T was just kind of making shit up. Yeah, like That's what this but whole the, album sounded like. But, you know, the, the sloppiness is what gives it its charm. You know, it, it gives it this weird character that I really enjoy. I, I, it's really, really strange. But I, 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 like, the, I like that. It was the, And kind of like the rawness or the, like, the lo-fi of some of the songs too, it it really added to, really added to. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, like, like we said, the sloppiness of it. It, it was interesting, very interesting. Not what I expected at all, but even like lyrically too, some of the things that he was talking about is are pretty goofy, or just not like taking, not supposed to be taken so seriously. Which I I like that too. It's not just like a serious album front to back where they're constantly talking about you know oppression and you know cop killing like in the song but yeah i i, I think this is a pretty solid album yes I, what, I agree what are you gonna what do you think or do you have any stinkers on this one yes i have one stinker i do too do Besides, you want to like say it, do you want to say it at the same time or do you want to tell me yours and i'll tell you mine uh i think we can say it at the same time it might be the same one. Oh, this would be so good you ready on okay we'll, we'll do three and on four right okay so one two three the, the winner, winner loses. loses there it is boom baby stinker <laughs> <laughs> that, that one is a stinker it's it's like a it's a slow song and ice tea tries to sing and it but like, it's does, does that? But like, does that intro but like it, remind you of "Stairway to Heaven"? Though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, what's the? There's another song that reminds me of it too. It's it's later on, right? Like, not uh, C-No. Actually, the the one right. No, his. That's not that one. Because I also I wrote it down too. Actually, maybe it was it was uh, it was the, C-No, the one right? from the the one from the original album from his album. They was um fucking body count. Oh the, wait. So so body, body count, count. The bo- body count the song. 
that was from Ice T's ninety one album OG or Original Gangster. That was the first time Body Count was ever brought to the public, and in that song, in the beginning on Ice T's solo album, he bring he he does this little intro like vocally, and then it's the same song as it is on this album. Okay, I see what you mean. And so that, but that guitar is definitely like an homage to Stairway on Body Count. Okay, okay, I get it, I get it. Um, but yeah, that, whatever we just said, that fucking yeah, the winner, the winner loses. Yeah, the winner Wait. loses. That is, yeah, the that is an absolute stinker. <laughs> but it has like one of the most like heartfelt lyrics. It has some of the most heartfelt lyrics on the entire album, like the most honest, like personal lyrics. I mean, it, it talks about. You know, a friend of theirs gets addicted to cocaine, like really, really bad. Uh, and then it's just like it talks about his downward, downward spiral of just like robbing people to get the money to buy it. And then eventually he has a heart attack and dies from the amount of cocaine he consumes. So it's it's a really kind of depressing song, but man, it it sucks. It's not good. Yeah. So like, here's how I wrote the lyrics down, right? So I wrote um, friend was addicted to drugs friend wouldn't stop friend died <laughs> and i don't want to put it in layman's it, terms be, yes but like that's exactly how it went it was there was nothing else to it and you're right it was presented in a more heartfelt way like later on there's like a mama song that was oh god awful almost a almost a stinker but not quite but the way this was presented here was was kind of more serious but dude like just like hitting the check marks of what I hate about like these kind of ballad anthemic songs, like the oblig- ob- obligatory guitar solo, they check that off, right? They repeat yeah. the same line fucking over and over and over. And then all along while they're noodling on the axe in the backs round, and then they fade the backs ground, <laughs> and then the whole song just fades to black. <laughs> Ugh. Barf. <Yeah. laughs> Barf. I get awful. it, man. It's pretty bad. Um, I kind of should we play it though, just so we can let the audience know, or should we just move on to some? No, of the I don't. I do because there are like this album actually is really good. Yeah, especially for me, not being a thrashman, not being a thrash boy. <laughs> thrash I, boy. I, I, my my only kind of uh, I, I'm getting my feet wet here in the thrash realm, and and my only two things to go on is Anthrax and Body Count. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one one might say I'm naive. I don't know. Maybe some I'm, might maybe say I'm, that, yes. Maybe I'm 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 weathered. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but Anthrax is garbage, and Body Count is surprisingly fucking cool. Yes, I know it. It's pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Um, let's go with uh, some of our biggest bangers on here. What do you What do you got, Jeff? Well, so, well, starting from the top, Body Count's in the house. I think that's a banger. Not only because I think it's a great song, but I think. Coming off of the smoke pork skit, leading mm-hmm. into body counts in the house, is I think it's fucking flawless. I think it's so great. I think it sets up the entire album as a whole absolutely perfectly. It kind of tells you what's going to happen in the album, not only lyrically but also musically. Okay, yeah, it, it does. Uh, it definitely gets you hyped up. It's it's a real hype song. That my only pr- real problem with that song, which we already played, um, is. His his voice is so loud when he says body count. Body count. Like he, and it's just like, it's not even melodic. It's not even, 
I don't know. It's just it doesn't sound very good, but the rest <laughs> of it's really good. And then Ernie C just fucking rips it up for like no reason on the guitar. It no just starts reason. Just doesn't noodling care. and soloing. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Like. You know what I mean? Like they they like fucking never practiced together until they recorded this album. <laughs> it sounds so <laughs> rad. I love it. It, it does sound really dumb, but it does, but it adds so much charm to it, and I, I, I really like that. But no, that, that's that is a solid song. Definitely not one of my favorites, just because of like him saying "body count, body count," like just, dude, stop. Like, like that's not even like a cool hype thing to say. Like you say it so monotone. It's not like Flavor Flav, you know, where he goes, "Yeah, boy." It's nothing. I don't know. Flavor Flav is probably like the greatest hype man that's ever been. Oh, easily, like hundred <laughs> percent. There's nobody better than Flavor Flav. Like, <laughs> what, what, what's really cool about Body Count is you're right, like that that Body Count, Body Count. It's so serious and almost almost like it, it takes itself too serious, right? Yeah. But then when he comes in, like Body Count in the house, that like yeah, and nasally, then he starts to rap again. That nasally stupid voice is so <laughs> bad. It's so stupid. It, I just can't help but think that they clearly know that they were taking themselves a little too seriously with the body count part, and that's why he came in hard there. I think so too. And then with the noodling on the guitar too, like you have to. It, ah, man. He's almost it's, like it, Travis Barker in, in the sense where it's like, dude, Ernie, no, just play fucking normal. <laughs> okay, man. And then stop. What are you doing? <laughs> but it sounds like, doing. I, I, know, I don't think you're very familiar with Faith No More, but it sounds like a direct like Faith No More ripoff song, or like riff or like kind of style in this song too. It's, okay. it's really, really weird. Um, I also thought it was see. it was it was fitting because in this song specifically there was a constant siren going off, mm-hmm. and there was there was like helicopter noise in the background. I thought that was very fitting because these guys are from you know South LA, South yeah. Central Los Angeles, and so I I think adding those into this kind of regionalized it and yeah. and put you in that in that spot of the early '90s LA, which is arguably like the worst time for LA. Yeah, early '90s, late '80s, definitely the worst. Because this was after. Was this pre Rodney King? This was after Rodney King beating, right? Because this came out. Like it might have been like months after Rodney King. Let's look it up right now. Rodney King, Rodney King, Rodney King, Rodney King. Okay, so Rodney King beating what happened uh, on March third, '91. Okay, so '91. Okay, so it was probably so it was a year after. Well, yeah, but they probably they wrote this in ninety one. I'm I'm assuming. Fuck no, but hold on, body count. Oh no, that's body, body count. In the house. Yeah, yeah, body count. Yeah, this was after this was after the Rodney King incident, but before I think the riots because I don't think they were. Uh, I don't think they were let go until after this album came out. But yeah, so okay. this was, this was in like the almost I don't want to say like the height of the this bad, but in the midst of one of the worst times for L. A. Racially oh, and politically, so I think having the sirens and the copters in the background kind of puts you into that mindset early on, and I think straight coming off of the track "Smoked Pork," I think it's yeah. solid. Yeah, it's it definitely gets you, you know, familiar with, with what the album's going to sound like more than likely. Uh, let let's move on to another another banger here. Uh, what what are you, what are your other bangers on this one? I feel like you don't have that many bangers. Why? I why? do. I do have quite a few bangers actually. Okay, so I mean, just going down my list next, getting rid of the skits because I don't. I mean, some of the 
but the, they're like they're not just facts. They're they're like mind blowing facts that almost seem fake, mm-hmm. right? They they seem okay. So for instance, right, one of the statistic was that he said right now more black males are in prison than in college. Yes, like that is an absolutely without getting too political in this podcast because we steer away from that a little bit because we got our hands tied with the music stuff. But exactly. that is a mind blowing fucking fact, and that is. Like, if there's not any kind of self-reflection after hearing that, then you're a monster. Yeah, it's true. I think the the one skit that, that really made me think and, like, realize how fucked up the media is is the, the now sports one, where it's just pretty much them saying, you know, oh, you know, X amount of people died in this part of L.A., and now to sports. Like, yeah. how they, they talk about how it's, it's, it's so, like... It. Like, nobody gives a shit. Yeah, that was that was the one skit that was like, wow, dude, that's that's totally true i mean that's what the media does they they just oh man it's it's, it's kind of awful gross. it's it's really gross but i mean but I okay that, yeah. so going down the list i think body counts in the house is a banger uh i think that the kkk bitch i think that is a banger song possibly the <laughs> best song on the album not only is it solid thrash but ice tea is poetic on this and mm-hmm. it's funny should we get into that song? Because that is my favorite song. That I mean, that's maybe like one or my number two favorite song. Because I think it has everything that I want in a song. Yeah, I mean, this is KKK bitch is my my favorite as well. I I mean, I might as well play right because we got we got Do plenty it. more to talk about. Oh, let's see here. All right, so this is uh, this is Body Count and their song, KKK bitch. What's up out there? BC's in the house. Right about now, I want to tell you a little love story. You know what I'm saying? It's a body count love story. Check out the lyrics, you know. I'm going to tell you about what happened when we went down south last year. I don't tell you, I've been all around the world. Went to Georgia with this fine-ass white girl. Blonde hair, blue eyes, big tits and thighs. Kind of girl that would knock out most guys. She got wild in the backstage bathroom. Suck my dick like a motherfucking vacuum. Said I love you, but my daddy don't play. He's a Grand Wizard of the KKK. against my dick. Then the daddy jumped on the stage, talking about killing in a goddamn rage. I got mad, my dick got hard. Ramming in the ass shit, oh my God. Don't matter if you from Mars and you got a pussy, we will fuck you. You know that's all we say. 
Alright, that's the song uh, KKK Bitch by, uh, by Body Count. Body now, Count. Body Count. <laughs> let's get into this one. The, the, punk, the whole punk element in this, I think, is spot on. It's great. I, I love it. The lyrics are kind of tongue in cheek, but they're, the underlying meaning is very much there and significant. And just the way he, he raps and just the, the vocal melodies are just so insane but fun at the same time. I, I, I like this song. I, I think like this, this song is made by like the inflection in his voice when he, when he says like now, like that, like those, <laughs> yeah. those things, those little nuances make this song, like they elevate this song to be the best. It, oh my God, it's so fucking good. And it's, it's all like, especially coming in like the early nineties and we've done two live crew on this, on this pod before. I think it's the last episode now. It's the last episode. Yeah. But we've talked about two live crew and, and, like the overall censorship, and we'll get into Tipper Gore a little bit later on, but <laughs> the overall like censorship that's been going on, especially in the hip hop community, was just absolutely outrageous and disgusting. It really and so was. for this song to be so vulgar and to be titled KKK Bitch, and basically the song revolving around him, because he said it earlier too, but it basically the song like revolving around him being a black man and having a white girl fall in love with him or him falling in love with a white girl, that's what pisses people off the most. And the, the, the skit before this, the real problem, he names off all these things that are the problem, mostly like racially charged, but he says the biggest problem is a white girl falling in love with a back, a black man. And that's the real fear. And then going into the KKK bitch. And it's just like, it's so funny because not only does he fall in love with a white girl, but the white girl's dad is is like the leader of of the KKK, and it's the whole thing is so ironic and it's so funny, and it's the best songwriting that he has on this album, and it's the deepest, and it's the best. Yeah, like I now, mean, the, now I'm thinking this is my favorite song. The uh, the only the only lyric that's kind of like questionable uh, is, I mean, I kind of understand why he did it, just because it was such a, like a like a shitty thing to say about Tipper Gore. Yeah. But he talks about, you know, hooking up with her 12-year-old daughters, which is kind of gross. I mean, it is gross. It's not kind of gross. It is gross. So I, I understand what he was doing with the shock factor, but it's like, nowadays, that shit would not fly. Like, a lyric like that, that would not happen nowadays. Right. I mean, to but be back specific, then, he, he didn't say, like, he was hooking. He said he fell in love with yeah, Tipper Gore's 12-year-old nieces. Yeah. And it, I mean, yeah, that, that, that doesn't, like, that, that's not, like, diminishing the weirdness of it. But I think that's just like a direct, like, fuck you to Tipper Gore and that whole bullshit to make herself relevant and doing the parental advisory things and everything that she, like, just in, like all the gross stuff that she was involved with. Yeah, that she still was continues really, she was today. Really a shitty person. Yeah. Absolutely. She's so fucking awful, man. God damn. Like, she has she nothing awful. better to do than just. Like, she was like the Ava Longoria to Tony Parker, right? Like, Tony Parker was a what? successful basketball player. Dude, I, I don't know if you know this. I Wait, don't are like you comparing, Ava Are you comparing Tony Parker to Al Gore? Yeah, uh, Tony Parker's relevant. Al Gore Jeez. is relevant. Who the fuck is Tipper Gore? That's, that's as far as it goes. 
That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Relevance is, is as far as it goes. Tony Parker would have been nothing without Ginobili and Duncan, first of all. Tony Parker never would have had the career that he had without Ginobili and Duncan. Period. End of story. Fight me. He's Sorry. relevant. Now, going on to Ava Longoria and Tipper Gore. Ava Longoria is a nobody. She's a fucking nobody. She was a face. She was attractive. And she put herself in the backgrounds of all of Tony Parker's photos. And then people took notice of her. And then from there, she kind of used that to catapult her own career in the mm-hmm. same vein that Tipper Gore did. But you know what my favorite part about this is that your reference is not even like a modern reference. <laughs> like this is like 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago. Tony Parker that, has not been out of basketball for 10 years. No, he hasn't been out of it, but that's when he was most relevant was like 10 years ago. And it that's like when he was married to Ava Longoria. Like you're, <laughs> I mean, I understand where you're where you're going coming from, but man, that reference is an old I feel one like, too. <laughs> I feel like our audience is probably made up of people that absolutely fucking loathe us and and think we're the worst people ever, and people our age that would get that reference. So that fuck, still fuck hate us and loathe us. Yeah, for time. sure. Like I, I I honestly don't think there's anybody who actually listens to this pod that actually genuinely likes us or like, agrees with anything that we say. Yeah, they might agree with a few things, but then most of what you say probably pisses them off <laughs> because, you know, that's just you. Because I'm because right, and, and they feel no. like... Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. They feel like their safe at. space bubble is being popped. <laughs> no, you just don't D-gaff, like good music. D-gaff, you just don't like good music. I like this. I'm just saying you don't like good music in Show general. me thrash music that sounds like this, I'm all for it. Suicidal show me, Tendencies. Show me... That's <laughs> they're true. like a, they're, they're a first, better example of this. They're... Uh, Suicidal tendencies better. Maybe not like lyrically. They're different. They're different though. They are different. Yeah. This is like rap thrash. Suicidal is just straight like punk, like hardcore punk thrash. Yeah. Like if we're gonna get like deep into like genres of music, it's just different. We're not gonna do that. It is different. Yes. I like this because it's so stupid and because it's so pathetic and because it's it sounds like they've never rehearsed. Like that's what gives this album like its edge. That's what I like about it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that for sure. Uh, but back to this song, I, I did want to, I wanted to bring this up about this song. Um, on Genius Lyrics, somebody posted something. Uh, their username on, on Genius is Talia09363, and this was posted nine months ago. This is what she said about this song. It's the only comment for this song. And it says, I found this song because somebody wrote kkk bitch body count loves everybody if you've got a pussy and you're from mars we will fuck you in a sherlock holmes short stories book i lend it out both both are disgusting the lyrics and the fact that someone ruined the book with it so she she decided to go make a profile on genius just to write this on this particular song like anybody besides me is actually going to read this (laughs) but i like it i like it talia I like your honesty. I like that that you don't you don't put up with this shit about vandalizing books. Good for you, Talia. I, you. I thought Sherlock Holmes was just a movie. I never knew there was actual books about it. Oh no, they're great books. I've only read a couple of them, but they're. I really thought good. I thought Robert Downey Jr. was like the first time Sherlock Holmes ever been mentioned. You thought Guy Ritchie was the originator of Sherlock Holmes. I don't know who Guy Ritchie is. Shut the fuck up. Get Come on and hear you. Shut the fuck up. Come on a little louder. Come on, we put you together now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that's for you fucking Limp Biscuit heads out there. Uh, that's a great song, though. Sorry, that's that's, that's for you Limp Biscuit head out there. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing, so other bangers I got for myself. Uh, um, honestly, like Body Count Anthem, I think is kind of up there. Cop Killer for sure is a ba- is is a banger. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost like freedom of speech. I'm like kind of on the edge of whether that's okay or a banger. What what are you on the edge about for with that song, freedom of speech? So I like okay, oh, okay. So freedom of speech was the one I want to talk about, like super a lot, super a lot. That's good into it. Sense. Super a lot, idiot. <laughs> that's that's my that's my California vocabulary. Thanks for the school systems there. So the freedom of speech. I think the rapping here is a straight like throwback to like the MCs from the '80s. And I love like the yeah boy from the Flavor Flay that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Like that is so prevalent in this song. I think it's amazing. Well, Freedom of Speech is an Ice T song from so his solo album. It, it's Brought it's it to Body Count. Yeah, it, it it's a song from his. I think it may be his second solo album. I don't remember exactly which one. So it it didn't his the solo song didn't sound anything like this. Only the the vocals. And then to change the song and make it more rock based, they threw in the Foxy Lady sample, the Jimi Hendrix sample, and then they created a song around that. And then they added the Nangelo Biafra from Dead Kennedys, did all the spoken word stuff, which was it was fine. It was okay. Yeah, it was what I would expect of uh, Jello. So, but like I that, like this one a lot. That spoken word part from Jello wasn't it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just a good way to end the album. And mm-hmm. it wasn't done like an over the top way where you're like, oh, dude, that's fucking Jello from Dead Kennedys because he's talking. About that. It was just like it was. It was informative. It was just him like reading like a script, and it was it was solid. I like that. But that that sample that they used here, I I I didn't listen to the Home Improvement theme song after this either. I probably <laughs> should have. But that's the same fucking song. It's not. The dude stole that from this song. Well, not this song. The Home the Improvement song. Yes, man. No. It's the same fucking no, no, song. No. Yes, it is. No, it's not. That's the fucking same song. That is not the Play same this song. song. Play this fucking song. Oh my Play that God, fucking I, track. I'm going to, I'm I'm looking for it right these now. All biscuit references we're throwing out. I know. We, 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 oh, there it is. You know that's one album we never went back and and redid. That that's like from a really early episode. Let's do it next week. We gotta have Ryan on to do it. I listen to Limbiscuit every day of my life. I don't give a fuck. Limbiscuit are great, man. That, that's what they are. They're great. They're, They're better than solid, great. They're solid, good. solid band. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna try to play this damn theme song. So here we go. Oh no, that's an ad from McDonald's. But McDonald's sucks. Oh, this is fun. Filet of fish, quarter pounder. You know McDonald's. Like, okay, so nuggets. McDonald's does suck. But yeah. it's but. a consistent suck, right? Like, you know that when you go to McDonald's, you're going to get this exact taste. Correct, yeah. They're like nothing's ever going to fucking change. It's, you're never going to get, like, a bad cheeseburger from McDonald's. You'll always get, like, an, it's an okay cheeseburger. Yes, correct. So if you're in, like, unfamiliar territory, if you're, if you're on a road trip, whatever it is, and there's all these fucking places that you don't know, and you're tired, and you're sick, and you're just like, dude, I just want something that I know... McDonald's yeah. is that place. True, but I even then McDonald's isn't good enough to just because it's consistent doesn't make it good. I didn't say it was yeah. good. I just it's familiar and it never changes. True, but I also haven't had it in like ten years. Like I just don't like it. 
Dude, you should try it because it's probably going to taste the same. <laughs> it probably will. <laughs> All right. Well, Jeff Jeff claims that the the intro song to the TV show Home Improvement, my favorite TV show, is the same song, the same riff that Foxy Lady by Jimi Hendrix is. So um, I I know he's don't 100% play Foxy wrong. Lady by Jimi Hendrix. Play this song by Body Count because the way it's it's set okay, up well, sounds like Home Improvement. I'm gonna play the Home Improvement one first, so we all know. So here we okay. go. Maybe like Fucking one or two bitch. notes are Dude, the, the song same. starts off hip hop, even though they're using power tools to do it. <laughs> the song starts off the <laughs> come on. So you guys. think they they copied off they copied the freedom of speech song, which I don't think I don't agree with at all. But well, might, I, we might as well play it now. Well, home improvement came out. What year did Home Improvement come out in? Ninety one. Yeah, so this was before the Body Count song came out. So Body Count ripped. Ripped off Home Correct. Improvement. But Home Improvement also took from Foxy Lady, and then Body Count took from both. Mainly Home Improvement, with Tim, starring Tim Allen. I'm telling you, man. Got a strong what? vibe there. I don't think so. Here's, here's, uh, here's Freedom of Speech, the song we're talking about. What's the First Amendment? Freedom of speech, that's the motherfucking bullshit. You say the wrong thing, they like your ass up quick. The FCC says profanity, no airplay. They can suck my dick while I take a shit all day. You think I give a fuck about some silly bitch named Gore? Yo, PMRC, here we go. War. Yo, Tim, what's the matter? You ain't getting no dick. You're bitching about rock and roll. That censorship, dumb bitch. The Constitution said we all got a right to speak. Say what we want, Tim. Your argument is weak. Censor record TV, school books, too. And who decides what's right to hear you?
Alright, there's Freedom of Speech by Body Count. Man, that first verse is just like straight up attacking Tipper Gore. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I mean, everything he was saying is so damn true. And man, she was she was awful back in the eighties. It was it was very um, like she couldn't get away with that shit today because it was very directed at like the African American community. Oh, absolutely! Like the whole like Bobby Brown thing and and Two Life Crew and this. Or even like NWA and, you know, because NWA was before this. So, I mean, there, there was a lot more. But then she was also, but mind you, she was also going after uh, like bands like Twisted Sister and But that uh, was more Wasp. for like sexual promiscuity, not necessarily violence. Yeah, that's true. That That's true, yeah. Like the violence s- was, was more toward the African-American community, the rap music. I mean, although like th- those bands also weren't singing about violence too so yeah. that that has something to do with it but she's just like an awful person like just somebody who wanted to be awful for the sake of being awful yeah that's like this Gore. band is being Absolutely. abrasive for the sake of being abrasive tipper Gore was awful for the sake of being awful yeah that's very true very very true but that's and, this is a, this is a cool song I, I like their their reworking of it from the the original ice t version yeah, I didn't. I didn't know this was an original Ice T song, so I didn't listen yeah. to the to the OG version. To the OG, I'm pretty sure it was. Now, now it got me. Now you have me question, second guessing myself. That's a little throwback too, because that that album that Body Count was off was called OG from Ice T. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I picked up the wrong wrong song. No, but, it ha- no, no, no. It is. It's it's off of uh, an Ice T album. Yeah, that album was uh, the Iceberg. Slash freedom of speech. Just watch what you say. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like iced tea, the iceberg. Come on, man. <laughs> like, that's yeah. so stupid. That's fucking dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. That that that's a it's a cool reworking. And the only reason why they this is actually this song was only put on the reworkings of the album after they took Cop Killer off because they they ended up taking that song off. Uh, shortly after the album's release and then replaced it with this song freedom of speech so they kind of like compiled it together real quick just to put a finisher on the album so that's why this this is on there really and because you can't even find the song cop killer on like streaming services you have to go onto like youtube or you have to actually buy it and it's sad to actually hear that song because yeah. like the message of this whole thing is is freedom of speech right and this album is is just kind of kind of like coinciding with with how oppressed not like just specifically the african-american community is but like overall people in in the south central la and and the poverty stricken areas of la are oppressed yeah and ice t was one of the people that decided to take cop killer off of the album and put in this one and so like it it makes me it makes me think like twofold one like dude you preach all these things but you don't live it that you decided to take the most controversial song off of your album but also at the same time, kind of in that Rage Against the Machine vein, maybe this album never would have been that popular had they left that song on it. So are they reaching a bigger audience by taking that uh, that song off of it? And then people can decide for themselves whether or not they want to dive deeper and get into Cop Killer. True. But I mean, I think at the at this time in, in history, you know, <clears throat> Cop Killer was so ingrained on like the music community and people listening to music in general that like 
it didn't even matter. You know, it, everybody knew about that song because of people like Charlton Heston, Tipper Gore, and you know the entirety of you know the censorship movement of the '80s and early '90s. I mean, that was like the poster child song to like ban music. Really, that's just the way it was. Isn't that just like disgusting to think about that? Like music at some at some point in in early history was was banned was was forbidden even like as far back as like elvis right like even to think like elvis was like that was it was gross to dance like elvis and yeah like they would have to literally shoot elvis from like the navel up or like his stomach up because they didn't want to show his hips that is insane i know it's it's completely idiotic especially thinking about it now but i don't know it happened that's the way she goes boys this is this is where we live bro but even sure even to think like wi- like fucking women, dude. Women couldn't vote till what? Like the fucking twenty three, nineteen twenty three, yeah, twenty two. This century, oh, not it's not anymore. Well, yeah, not this century. Anymore. We're twenty years into the like a hundred years ago. Yeah, like a hundred years ago, they couldn't. But but, you, <laughs> but 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 like you think in your mind, a hundred years ago, you think, at least me because I'm an idiot. I think a hundred years ago, I think Red Dead Redemption. That was a hundred years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so like, like just post Civil War. Yeah, is what you think on New Year's? That, that was a hundred years ago, and then like a hundred years in the future. Because I'm an idiot, I think we're gonna have flying cars. We're gonna colonize Mars. It's gonna, gonna be people. like the Jetsons. We're gonna, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's my that's my that's my frame of mind. A hundred years ago <laughs> is the Flintstones, and a hundred years in the, in the in the future is the Jetsons. That's what happens when you grow up. You know, at our age, that's what happens. Right up when we when, did. When you're a fucking almost 40 year old child ah uh, we're not almost 40 jesus christ there we are. Our life's almost we're not over, almost dude. 40 we're, we're not almost early, 40 we're on early we're 30s early, we're, which is closer to 40 than we are our, our like early 20s well <laughs> and then well, when yeah, you're 40 you mentally live to like 80 so when you're 40 your life is like basically half over so essentially yeah. our life is like half over man you are our entire existence on this earth is half over Depends on how what you believe. That's true. You never know. You never know. You never know. Yeah. So you think that Home Improvement, the 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 writer of that theme song, had zero influence from? I guess he he couldn't possibly have in body count, but from Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> Come I mean, on. I wouldn't say zero influence. That's insanity. Because I, I can hear Dude, the you can hear the influence is is identical. But to say that it that it's like a ripoff or. It sounds a lot like it. No, not at all. I don't know if I ever said ripoff. I just I think that they're they're heavily, that's what you were heavily influenced. That's what you were implying. Um, I don't imply, and you shouldn't infer because then we're both at this like weird kind of stage here where it's awkward. I don't know <clears> what to say now, so I'm yeah, gonna talk like this. Know. Yeah, with like your 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 neck. Your neck kind of back and your, yeah, your face into your neck. Yeah. yeah, but like my eyeballs are staring straight into space and like my my like like, like I'm ready for a punch in like the neck, right? Like you yeah. tense up real good. You're, you're prepping for that for that yeah. one punch, that yep. single punch. And then you bob <sighs> to the, like left to right. You bob your head left to right. As okay. I say it, I'm doing it too. Like, <laughs> uh, can you, you imagine? Could possibly see me. Can you imagine if we actually did this with video? Ah, oh, we couldn't. It might I, actually I've, be better to be I've, honest. I have tape over my. Of course you do. My mic or my, what do you call it? Camera. I have tape over camera. My camera. Yeah, that's what it's called. Camera. That's hard. Yep. Uh, anyway, 
freedom of speech. What yeah, I mean, yes, we good with this one? Are we talking about? You want to talk about Jello? Do you want to? What do you want to do? No, I, I I think Jello is just like a name. I don't think it meant anything other than that. That he was a big part of this entire censorship debate, which he was. No, on this album specifically, and again, I I, I think like this censorship debate is almost like a moot point because of the fact that they censored themselves when releasing this album. Yeah, which so, I don't like. So I'm still hesitant to even jump on that bandwagon with them. I mean, I understand what they were saying with as to why they, they decided to censor it and take Cop Killer off was because they didn't want to be known as the band that did Cop Killer. But they it was already so far past that point you know that they're going to be known for that song no matter what at that point so why even take it off you know true exactly and it and does seem it does seem a little stupid and it, it kind of makes you think were they paid off or why because because ice t knew that had he taken cop killer I'm sorry had he left if he left cop killer on the record label may not have made as many pressings may not have distributed as much and so taking Cop Killer off, adhering to what the record label wanted, this would get more attention, more more CDs in people's hands. Yeah. And again, like bringing it back to like, I don't know if that was a good move or a bad move. A good move because he thinks like, hey, the message is still here on this album because it is for censorship, for racial issues. And so by taking Cop Killer off, he can reach more hands in the same vein how Rage Against the Machine kind of defends their music by saying, yes, we are sellouts, but what better way to get our our message out to the masses than by signing with a major record label? True. I mean, we, we might as well just get into Cop Killer now. Okay, I let's mean, do it. The, We've been talking no, about it. I know. Let's do it. Exactly. You just play oh. the beginning of it, at least, because that that's going to give people the exact like frame of mind of what we're talking about. Yeah, so, I mean, without further ado, I mean, we might as well just play it. The LAPD. For every cop that has ever taken advantage of somebody, beat them down or hurt them because they got long hair, listen to the wrong kind of music, wrong color, whatever they thought was the reason to do it. For every one of those fucking police, I'd like to take a pig out here in this parking lot and shoot them in their motherfucking face. Get even. <laughs> Got my brain on 
Badass Cop Killer and Ernie C ripping it up on the guitar. Good stuff, man, right? So good. Yeah, that's 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 like fantastic stuff. It's it's a it's a good song. I mean, I don't agree with the lyrics obviously, but no, nah, uh, otherwise it, it's a great song. Good song. So like I w- I was reading various things and I couldn't substantiate this from any reputable source, but it was thrown out there on at least like four or five different websites. So it's got to be true. And so <laughs> I read that Ice-T had at some point said something like in the vein of, if you think I'm a cop killer, if you think I'm actually a cop killer, then you probably also think that David Bowie was an astronaut. And yeah, I, I read that too. And I think that, that that like resonates really, really well because like that's this is what punk music is. Like the punk music is like your innermost hatred for something that you that you perceive as a threat to not, not just you but you know societal issues or whatever it is and you mm-hmm. lash out harsh against it. And that's that's what cop killer is. It is is dude, they live in fucking South Central LA. Like they see it. It's almost it's almost like a fact that they fucking see this kind of thing. You know what I mean? And well, yeah. Even even Ice T has said that like that he would he wouldn't kill a cop, but he said he's thought about it plenty of times. He's wanted to kill cops, but he just he would never actually do it. Which is so. no different than like than than you thinking in your mind, dude. Like, oh, I'm so fucking like to your boss, to your kids, to your parents. Like, dude, I want to beat the shit out of you. You know what I mean? Like, you thought mm-hmm. about it, of course. Who the fuck doesn't think about it? You get so mad. Of yeah. course, that's it's 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 basic human nature. But to not like express it, to not talk about it, to repress that, eventually probably leads to psychos that shoot up like mosques, people that shoot up like theaters or churches yeah. or schools or whatever it is. You know, like that commit heinous acts. This Absolutely. this is an outlet for this group, and and to censor it is not only silly, but it's uh, it's 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 going backwards in the direction of what we should be going in. Yeah, and then all, but like going back to the David Bowie, you know, astronaut thing. I what I what I thought <laughs> what I thought about <laughs> what I thought was interesting about that was <clears throat> that you know he can talk about a ridiculous thing, and you know people don't bat an eye about it but you know he, he's talking about something real that he and his friends and family have all experienced but you know the normal or what mainstream media says or portrays is not that and they say you know you're wrong everything you're saying is is stupid and they don't believe it you're just violent you're you're out of your mind and you know but you know david bowie talking about science fiction is not out of his mind but you know ice is speaking reality it, is I it's it it's pretty backwards. It's very backwards actually. And sad. It is. I mean, and he like he said, and like if you read the lyrics, it's all told from the perspective of a fictitious character. It's so, a story. Yeah, it's a story. That's exactly what it is. It's a fucking story. So I mean it's just it's racism at its worst. Really. That that's what this era of, of rap and hip hop were. Just straight up racism. Which is it's awful. It's really, really awful. But I mean, luckily I, we've moved on a lot from that since then. Um, things have gotten better. Some might say, some might not say, but I don't know. It's crazy, crazy times we live in. Fuck, I don't know either, man. I don't know either. We're just we're just a couple white dudes just 
couple of couple of cis white males <laughs> just doing a pod, talking to ourselves, talking into into the vastness of space. Like, re- like really, dude. Like, what if what if like an alien just looked down upon me at this exact moment of me staring into the into my little flippable notebook and just talking to myself about things <laughs> that, in the vast scheme of of humanity, mean absolutely mean nothing. nothing. Yeah, that we can we can get really introspective and get out there, but I don't know how much fun that would be for everybody. Like for the, like the said, three man, people that just, listen, we're just dust in the wind, dude. That's you don't even are. like the Eagles. What are you talking about? That's Kansas, not Eagles. Oh my my, my bad. Not that it makes Wait, it is it really Kansas? Yeah, it's Kansas. No, is it really? Yeah. You want to bet again? You're not a betting no, man. I'm not gonna bet. I'm not gonna all bet. Anyway, anyway. I mean, yeah, cop killer. It's it's self explanatory. I mean, the lyrics are are very very violent. Even like what what was annoying about it was was that you know you had famous actors, more specifically Charlton Heston, you one of the most famous actors at the time. He was a little bit older, but I mean, he was very famous and well known. He comes out and you know says all these all these things about this song and about hip hop in general, and it's just like and everybody believed him because of his status in Hollywood and it's fucked up. Like it's so one-sided and I hate it. It, it, it it's, it's awful. Well, I think like the story was he had read an excerpt or a lyric or a stanza or whatever from this song in front of like a board of directors meeting. Yeah. And was, it was basically like, you need to fucking drop these guys because this is what they're preaching. And because he cherry picked a certain verse or a certain anything, it didn't kind of give you like a cohesive thought about what they were trying to say. Mm-hmm. And so it was just taken out of context. And that's, I mean, that's just like rape, dude. That's like, that's straight rape of these people, like Ice-T and Ernie's and Body Count's ideas. And that's awful. Oh, it totally is. That's disgusting. Is. Because their message is so much more than that. I mean, for the most part on this album, their message is so much more than that. It's, it's way more complex than just, you know, a couple of lyrics from one particular song. It's absolute insanity. And it's people just brushing that aside and it, it really it really does suck. Um but I mean that that's cop killer. And I, I did want to mention this too, because I thought it was interesting. When when this album came out, when Cop Killer was on that the the original pressings of this record, the it was actually shipped in, in many body bags out to like the consumers and everything, but eventually they had to drop that because there was too much controversy about delivering mini body bags with the record in it. That's so Which, fucking cool, though. It's a great marketing. Damn, tool. that's Definitely so powerful. Marketing. That's so impactful. Yeah, but they eventually had to had to stop doing that. But you know, that's that's the way she goes. That's the way she goes, boys. Mm-hmm. The way she goes. Um, I also wanted to talk about briefly too. Uh, I talked about the Hour of Goon podcast that Ernie C was on a while back, but he was talking about like how he he came up like on with playing guitar, and he was like one of the only African American African American guys in the area that actually play like white people music. Yeah, and I thought that was that was super interesting. And he was saying like he would just be he would just carry his guitar around school in, in high school and just carry it around and just play for people. And then he'd go to like the band room, like secretly go to the band room and just like kind of hang out with the band guys 
and then like he would run into the gangster the the gangsters of the time and uh they would play like dice in his guitar case and everything because they had like the velvet background <laughs> but he wouldn't he wouldn't want to say anything because he didn't want to get his ass beat by by the by like the bloods and the crips and shit and then he was talking about like working at kfc and like he had to take the bus um back to his house but like i don't forgot which which gang like owned that bus route but they required that he bring like a bucket of chicken for for the for that group to in order to get through safely so like every day after work he would have to bring like a bucket of chicken to everybody on the bus <laughs> and he was just talking about like all the stupid shit like that and but my favorite one was like he said back in like the the early and mid 70s like if you were like really like a true gangster like in the bloods and crips and stuff and whatever else there was he was saying like you roller skated he said he said you would never you would never go to a roller rink i know right he said you would never go to a roller rink and not see like somebody from a gang there roller skating he said that was like one of the most dangerous places in, in la at the time how, how times have changed i know it's it's absolutely insane but That's he has awesome. so many cool stories of that that oh. time in history and just his upbringing and in, in music and like he has so many rad stories, so I highly recommend checking out his episode of of Hour of Gun. I think it was like episode five, and but you can only listen to that that podcast on Spotify, so it's only on Spotify. Damn! So go check it out. I really you, wish you, you would have reminded me. It's, I I blame that entirely on you. Normally I would have, but I don't know. You always I, do. I know. I don't know why I didn't this time. I don't know. Who knows? But I mean, check it out. I mean, you Jeff, you should check it out retroactively because. It's still an interesting story, like all the stories he has. It's also interesting to note that out of out of the main five guys, minus the two Shans, that were on this album, most are now dead. Yeah, most, he even brings most it up are on now the with us. Yeah, and that's I mean that I mean, that's not like crazy, but that's that's interesting, I guess. It is interesting, and he was saying that yeah he brought the, this was brought up on the podcast, and he was saying that. Uh, I think it was the drummer. Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. The drummer he was he yeah, died. Master. He died in a drive-by shooting. Yeah, no. And was that drummer? I don't know who that was, but yeah, well, one think, of them did. Yeah, he died in a drive-by just visiting his family at home. Like he had no gang affiliation. He was he was he home. targeted or was was no. it like a accidental? It was a complete accident, and it yeah. wasn't even. I mean, it was just it was a complete accident, and he was saying like how ironic it was you know they were writing songs about like how stupid like gang life was and how stupid the drive-by shootings and everything was and that's that ended up how he died you know but i mean this is like in 2012 when he died or something like that but but still he just he was just saying like the irony of it all like they were they were fighting against that that lifestyle really they were fighting against it and that's how one of them goes was like he was an innocent guy in a drive-by just visiting his family. It's look crazy. at you! Look at you rapping, innocent guy in a drive-by. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Dude, I'm so cool. I'm so fucking cool. Not, not to diminish like the death of a drive-by shooting. Yeah. Let's go back a little bit in the album to "Mama's Gotta Die Tonight." Yeah, this song is. Uh, this song <sighs> is good and terrible at the same time. Musically, I like it a lot. Yeah, but lyrically. It's fucked up, man. <laughs> it's pretty dark. It's it's like the darkest song on the album. But it's fucking stupid. This is this is like this is like when a dare officer came to your school and then like tried to rap or sing 
about not doing drugs. Yeah. That's what but this you know, fucking sounded like. This song also reminds me of uh like this I feel like Eminem directly ripped off um maybe not Stan, but what was the song he, he taught he Stan wrote one of the about best fucking hip hop songs of all time. Be careful there. Love it. But I feel like th- he kind of ripped off this song, you know, it's just not it's, Stan, no. Yeah. Nah, 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 No, no, but not maybe not that song. But the what was the one he talked about Kim? I don't know. The the whatever song he wrote about Kim, like wanting to kill her, it's like, very much in the same vein as like, as this I'm song. Kill you. you ain't nothing but a slut to me. You yeah. You ain't got the balls to beef me. That song. Yeah, but he, I I don't. I that don't was my be- that was my best Eminem impression. <laughs> it was bad, but yeah, fuck out. I don't give a shit. But it was very much like this, like he ripped this song off, that, like that, just telling the story of killing somebody. And I think that song I was singing was, was called Kill You, right? You, or is it Kim? It might have just been called Kim. That definitely Kill wasn't, You. That wasn't, Kim, Kim, Kim and Kill You were both off of the Marshall Mathers LP. I don't know. I don't fucking like, know. Like, bitch, I'm going to kill you. Wow, that was great. <laughs> that's what he's. That's what he said. He's bitch, I'm going to kill you. And then it pauses. <laughs> bitch, I'm going to kill you. It's Eminem uh. for you, though. Whatever, like mom. Okay, so mama's mama's gonna die tonight. Like, dude, his flow is just not good here. It's not good in any capacity. This is this is like a high schooler's attempt at like making a home video of him rapping on like TikTok. That's what this <laughs> shit is. It's fucking bad. This what a modern like, reference. <laughs> this is like this is like a dad being awkward about having the birds and the bees talk. So he puts on like a like a Juice World or a XXX Tentacion or a Post Malone song to rap about the birds and the bees. That's how bad this song is. Dang, you're really trying to like to I'm really connecting, dude. Reach I'm the connecting. Youth. I'm connecting. Dang. But like I wish I just wish his speaking wasn't so dumb. Like the message here is good. The music is fantastic. But his delivery, his delivery just is absolutely garbage. Mm-hmm. Like it's a joke, it and and he's never been this bad on this entire album. It was never this bad, and then towards the latter part of this album, all of a sudden now he throws out this like fucking thrown together bullshit. Oh, dude, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Like take this take this song out of this album, and my ranking will be higher. Ooh, that's a bold statement. Yeah, for sure. This is the worst song on this album because it's so disappointing. That ballad song we talked about er- earlier. Yeah, straight stinker. That's a straight stinker, but like you're not, uh, you're not fooled by it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that song, the winner loses. That, that was the song we we're talking about. You're not fooled by it. This song, you're kind of fooled because the message is great, the music is great, the lyrics are great. It's well, the, it's, I wouldn't say the lyrics are great. Okay, okay they're not they're great. They're good. They're they're good. They're straightforward. They're what they need to be to be effective. It's okay. the delivery that it is not only lacking, but it's like it's severely lacking. Do we even want to play this song? No, I I just wanted to bring okay. it up because you it, just wanted to bring it up. It's so disappointing. Okay. But going, but like going back to what you were talking about, how they were uh, they were kind of in like the midst of like the white dominated sphere and Ernie was kind of having to like be in the background. So there goes the neighborhood. That's the song that like specifically deals with white rockers looking down on these guys because they're all black. Yeah. This is one of my favorite songs on the record too. 
I think their ghostly neighborhood is so it has so many weird parts and and it's all over the place, but I fucking love it. But you're right, lyrically too, it's talks about them being like judged just because they're they're judged musically just because of, you know, the color of their skin, which I know there's bigger problems in life, but I, I mean, don't know. I, I mean, being judged by the color of your skin is possibly like the biggest problem. You well, no, could it possibly is. It is. But, but, what, but what I'm saying is, like, in the context of just like music, you know, like they they they're in the, in this song, they're talking about how you know they're being judged. Like, you know, why why are these why are these black guys playing this like punk club or whatever? You know, this metal club. You know, they they shouldn't be here. They should be someplace else. Like, it's kind of like a juvenile song lyrically. But it it kind of shows like the broader, the broader scheme of things. I guess if that makes my, sense. My my biggest problem. Okay, so first of all, let's get into like right in the very beginning. So the very beginning, as we know, Ice T and Ernie both kind of grew up listening to heavy metal in the vein of Black Sabbath, The Zeppelin, things yeah. like that from the seventies and eighties. Yeah. And so this song, dude, like heartbreaker, right? Did you, did you get like that Zeppelin heartbreaker song at all from the intro to this song? I can hear a lot of Zeppelin and a lot of his guitar playing. Stairway for Stairway to Heaven for sure. I hear that influence, but dude, like if and if you want to play, you can. If you want to play, you don't want to your podcast. Not a big deal. But Heartbreaker, I hear in this intro and the I mean, early I do parts want to play of this. The, song. I'm going to play this song. Then play it right now. Then we'll get into it. Listen for Heartbreaker by Zeppelin. Right? Yeah, listen to Heartbreaker by Zeppelin. Well, there goes. The I mean, I, I I'll say go. something. I, I I guess after this, but here we go. There goes the neighborhood. Nowhere. 
We're moving right next door to you. Body count, motherfucker. And if those of you that don't like it can suck my motherfucking thing. <laughs> is it, are, we, are we fading out? What is what is going on? Yeah, here? Why is, no, okay. okay. That was a long fade out. No, it wasn't that long of a fade out. I feel like that was a really long fade out. That fade out was maybe 10 seconds. It was just the mix of the album. (laughs) This album's not mixed incredibly well. Just (laughs) throwing that one out there. It was mixed by some guy like in the back of his van down by the river. It could be, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But this song is all over the place. But I, I, I like it. I like the the charm. You tell of that. me that, like that. So if you just sing heartbreaking like that, if you sing that song in your head, not only does it go in the kind of the same pace of this song, but it sounds very, very similar. It does. No, I, I, I totally see what you're saying. Love I, didn't, it. I didn't pick up on that until you said it. But I remember when I, when I first heard this song, I thought this is Black Sabbath. Like this is a straight Black Sabbath inspired song and then i i think i and i in my notes i wrote like the this song starts out like with like a very doom sounding guitar very much like black sabbath and then i said and then it picks up into a, a punk like thrash thing before going back into that doom guitar so i mean i i got i, I mean it's just like i said it's the song's fucking all over the place but i definitely got black sabbath more so so but this this song for me is 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 it, it's it's okay it's nothing more than okay. It's not a banger. And there's there's a number of reasons for it. But another thing that I think about this song is is, is kind of fun to note, but the vocals here at, at certain points remind me of Danzig. Really? What do, you, what do you think? I don't hear it. Like like especially I the don't. Danzig when he's kind of like doing like the like the here like the extended mm. vox right there. No, I don't. Ugh, I don't, I don't okay. hear it. All right, I just all don't right. hear it. All right, that's pushing then, it, man. And so, th- th- like, my biggest problem with this is this song is four minutes too long. Four minutes too long. <laughs> yeah, and at four thirty, is and beyond is like the best part of the song where it really it really gets it just it gets juicy. Before that, it's just kind of drawn out. It, it's almost like filler, and what really irritates me is on like websites and like lyric sites and censored versions, the word ninja, obviously not the word ninja, but yeah, the word ninja is replaced with black boys. Really? Yeah. I didn't notice that. Like, I didn't that's know that. Fucking terrible. Yeah. That is. like censorship to the max, like yeah. to allow, I, I don't even know. I don't know if like bands have any kind of control over like what gets censored and and whether or not there's beeps or there's just silence or there's like a like a redub or whatever it is i don't know how much like the band has actual control over that but lyrically replacing that word ninja with black boys it's like it defeats it defeats the umph of it yeah it does and it, it just it makes it almost it makes a serious song almost silly Mm-hmm. And, and and you kind of lose that aspect to it, and that like really bothered bothered me, bothered me. Bothers it bothered you. me. It, it bothered, bothered you. me. It bothered you, man. Yeah. 
<laughs> but this whole song is sung basically in the viewpoint of the white rock artist looking down on the new black artist that is coming in mm-hmm. to to sing and play rock music, which is kind of interesting because throwing it back to Ice T's album OG or Original Gangster and the song Body Yeah Yeah Body Count. <laughs> I, was it, but yeah, it was Body Count. That was from there. His his album too. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like, dude, like rock music was invented by the black man. Like, oh, it totally was. Yeah, I think we did this when we did Elvis because we hated Elvis so much. But Elvis was so impactful because he bridged the the rock bridge between the blacks and the whites. Elvis brought. Elvis brought rock music to white people. Yeah, there would be did. no rock. We would have no rock podcast had it not been for Elvis. Yeah. Right? For because, better or worse. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Because black. I mean, I dislike mean, Elvis a lot. Because he, he's awful. He never wrote any of his own songs. None I know. of the songs that he was on were any good. Elvis is awful. Overrated. <laughs> Elvis, yes, the most is. overrated musician of all time. If yes. you even call him a musician. Correct. But like the fact that rock music was invented by the black community. And then people called Ice T a sellout on his album with Body Count for doing this rock type music, and then he rebuttaled with the song Body Count. But on the Ice T version on his solo album, he specifically tackles that issue of being a sellout, and he reminds people, "Hey, don't forget Chuck Berry, Little Richard. These people invented rock and roll music. Like this is our music." Speaking from like the African American community. This is mm-hmm. our music. It was only until like later on that it was transitioned into your music. And so I think that's that's so important to note because to shun body count from the circles of rock and, and these 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 festivals. Cause I think Lollapalooza was the first time they played like a big festival. Yeah. Well, and they blew people's fucking minds because they're absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, they did. And like that, it was Lollapalooza in '92. It w- actually, Ice T was set to perform that entire that entire time, but he dedicated half of his performance to Body Count, and it was like one of the first times they played that year, or they played like ever. And I mean, did you actually did you look at the lineup for for Lollapalooza that year? No. It it was the first year. Was it of solid? The, was it good? It was good. I mean, it wasn't the best, but it was. I mean, in the context of it all, so '91 was the first was the first Lollapalooza, and this is when Ice T dedicated half of his set to Body Count. So the main, this is when the, when it was very small. So the main, there was only two stages. The side stage had somebody, a band called Othello's Revenge, and then the main stage had, or no, that was only one one date. But anyway, okay. So the main stage had Jane's Addiction, Susie and the Banshees. Living Color, Nine Inch Nails, Violent Femmes, Fishbone, Butthole Servers, and uh, Rawlings Band, Lords of Acid, and EBN. That was the tour, and he body body count played half of Ice T's set, and a lot of people have said that that was the highlight of that entire tour was body count playing, which is insane for that that in 1991 for that to happen. That's absolutely insane. When you have such huge bands like, you know, Jane's Addiction, Nine Inch Nails, Living Color, you know, Finally Femmes, it's crazy. 
Well, I think like besides like besides Fishbone, that's a very white dominated lineup. Well, and Living Color. Living Color was all African American guys. Right, but I mean, they're not that. They, I don't. I I wasn't. I don't think they're that popular. They were really popular, but I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Living Color. But no, they were very popular. Absolutely. Were they though? Yeah, they were. Okay, I mean, I don't fucking know. I... Well, I know everything. That's true. So that that's where we come from. The fuck do I know? I don't know. Nobody knows anything really, if you think about it. But anyway, um, that was yeah. that was uh, what were we ta- were we talking about? Mama's got to die tonight. Is that what we were talking no, about? No, we're there goes talking about. We're talking, there goes the neighborhood. neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> uh, I, I did before we move on or like wrap it up. I did want to mention that you know there's a lot of Black Sabbath influence on this and Jimmy Page influence or Led Zeppelin influence and Ernie C. He's always said that his biggest influence was Jimmy Page. He said, yeah, Jimi Hendrix was okay, but Jimmy Page was by far the better musician and guitar player, and that was his main idol was Jimmy Page, which I thought was kind of interesting. And then, you know, with you hear all the Black Sabbath influence on this. Ernie C. ended up producing a Black Sabbath record in the mid-'90s, which ended up being the worst Black Sabbath record of all time. <laughs> So I just kind of wanted to throw that out there, and he 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 openly admits it, like that it is the worst Black Sabbath record ever. But yeah, I thought that was a fun little, a couple fun little facts for you out there. That's I mean it's 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 interesting because I agree. I think there's a lot of Zeppelin influence, but that's mostly in the guitars. When I my brief kind of uh, endeavor into Black Sabbath, I think we've done like one album. And I've listened album. to like two albums, but I think that the drums, be uh, Beastmaster, not Beatmaster, Beastmaster. I think his drumming reminds me more of Sabbath than it does like Zeppelin. Even though Bonham does use or utilize a lot of like the toms, yeah, and kind of like that rolls. I don't know. I I still get that vibe from Beastmaster. Yeah, I, well, I think like John Bonham was more of a technical drummer than he was than Bill Ward from Sabbath. So maybe that's kind of why it was. But um, on on the podcast that I was mentioning earlier, Ernie C talks about how the drummer was it Beastmaster, right? Beastmaster Five. Yeah, he, he was saying like he he only did R and B drumming prior to Body Count. He was only ever like a session R and B drummer. Never did anything more than that. So, but he they ended up like recruiting him because they were friends and whatever. And he said, like, on this record was the first time that he had ever actually used, like, a double pedal on the bass. Did you hear it? Like, the whole... Yeah. Fuck, I wrote <laughs> it down, too. Damn it. <laughs> it's in, like, it's in uh, Body Count Anthem, I think it is. But, yeah, he, it, you could tell how, like, sloppy he is on it. Like, he doesn't really know. He, he, he's barely on beat with the, with the double pedal. It's great. I love it. Terrible. Right. But yeah, this is the, but this was this was his introduction to that that style of playing and actually using a double pedal, which I thought was so interesting. Like the, this actually like kind of proficient R and B drummer is thrown into like the metal realm and just doesn't really know what to do. I thought it was great, so good. So, so like going to like just okay, so I, mean, I don't even know where to fucking begin. There's so many. Again, my first listen to this album, I was so I was I was so discombobulated. Wait, are are we doing our final thoughts? This uh, no, because I don't I don't even know, Tyler. I don't know. 
Because it sounds like you're on the final thoughts. It sounds like it, but I'm not. I may not be. I don't know. Okay. Let me just let me see where this goes. I may just talk and then okay. just interrupt me if I'm just rambling, which I am now. <laughs> but that's your fault. Going to. <laughs> I'm probably so. Not I I think this album is broken up into two parts: the first part and then the last part, which C note being the middle ground between wow. the two. Okay. Tell like stop me if you think I'm fucking way off. Let me see. C note is instrumental. Yeah. I think I guess it gets I think the first part is straight up like thrash rap. And I I I think it it's so in your face and everything's just so iced tea is, is at, at his best lyrically and delivery wise. And then after C note, we go into voodoo, which has some like throwback punk kind of sound to it, but the vocals are silly and 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 so is the story. And then you go into The Winner Loses, which is a stinker. And then There Goes a Neighborhood, mm-hmm. which is like a goofy song. And then that Oprah thing, which I don't know if... I I, I couldn't find any concrete facts it's whether really or not stupid. Oprah actually said that. Did mm-hmm. she actually say that? Do you know? Did you? No, I, I don't know. I really I, don't I looked know. it up. I couldn't find it. And then Evil Dick, which is just him blaming his like sexual promiscuity on his evil wiener. Which is funny, like that's cool and all, but like coming off the first half of the album of trying to be so overly serious and overcompensating, and then Body Count Anthem comes in, right? And Body Count Anthem, and I don't, I feel like I'm talking like drunk already. <laughs> I, can, mm, you're fine. I can hear my voice <laughs> say, I can hear my voice like enunciating words that I don't normally like enunciate like that. But I, I feel like Body Count Anthem. <laughs> At this at this stage in the album, even even like I'm I'm even like I'm getting irritated at the constant barrage of overbearing toxic masculinity. Jesus what do you Christ, think about man, that? Really it's just like okay, dudes, I get it, I get it, man. You guys are fucking dope. <laughs> You're dope, cool, man. But. Thankfully, it kicks up uh, as the song is ending, but that fast part is like what I want to hear more of, and it's just like the last part of the song. But that song is just like a—it's just a gang vocal song of self-promotion. No, it and is, but I mean that's why it's called Body Count Anthem. True, Anthem. true, but dude, like the second half of the album, besides Cop Killer, is just not as strong as the first half. I mean, yeah, the, I mean the the second half of the record to me is very more tongue-in-cheek and kind of goofy than the first half. The first half is pretty damn dark. I mean, the only really crazy thing about the end, the the second part of the album is Cop Killer. Because even like Mama's Gotta Die Tonight is is goofy. It's fucked up, but it's goofy. It's goofy because of his delivery. If he, if he, yeah, if he had yeah. a better delivery. Well, even the lyrics in general, too. I mean, like, but like killing... they're so outlandish. Killing, they're so outlandish. He's killing his mom. That's yeah. arguably like the most heinous thing you could possibly do to another human being. Well, it's one of. The I mean, it's like it's for sure yeah. top three. I, I don't want to go into what is the top three, but like it's probably for sure like top three. And and okay. but like his delivery makes it like bottom five. Like you yeah, you don't you I don't really care too much about it because his delivery is awful. It's like if I yeah. if, if I tried to make a rap song niddle shins if i tried to make a rap song oh again <laughs> like that's what people would think like oh dude that's just this is like this is awful it, oh, this no. was awful 
It wasn't yeah, good. It was. It was. <laughs> okay, let, let's give her a final all thoughts. All right, all right. Final this. thoughts, final thoughts. And you gave a lot of final thoughts, but, I mean, we can, <sighs> we can continue. Do you want to go first? Because my final thoughts are going to be long. Might as well. Might as well go for it. Oh, I actually have Niddle Shins right here. Should we play? <laughs> don't play Niddle. I mean, you, I don't give two cares. Eh? No, I'm not going to play. I won't play. There's, only, there's, won't only, play. there's anyway. only one part of Niddle Shins that probably wouldn't be like appropriate, but other than that, it wouldn't matter. I'm not going to I'm not going to play. I'm not going to play. Um, I just wanted to see if I had it, but I do. Uh, anyway, yeah, but final thoughts. Uh, like I said, I, I only got into this because of the, the podcast, Hour of Goon, and Ernie C was on it. Thought it would be a fun, li- or not a fun listen, but like an interesting listen after all that was said on it. Um, it was definitely weird at first. Not what I was expecting, but it definitely grows on you. And, the you know, there are a lot of messages on this record that are important in in even today's society, even though this was in 1991, 1992. So it, it's an important thing. Uh Overall, most of the songs are bangers. Some of the skits are meh, whatever. Um, only one true stinker, so I'm not going to drag this out anymore, but my f- my final rating on this, I'm going to give it a a 2.25. Oh, I was close. I, I, I don't know if Sloan caught that, but I pantomimed with my fingers 2.3. <laughs> no, I'm giving it a 2.25 because okay. I'll come back to it, but it's not... It's not close to perfect, but it has it has a lot of charm, definitely. Like musically and like you know song structure and songwriting. Body counts in the house. Body count. Body count. <laughs> that's the body that's count. the most like body count. Tom and Mark thing that hip hip hop <laughs> could possibly do. Oh, it is. I didn't even think about that. Body count. That's body count. Like, that that part is Mark, right? And then. Boy yeah, counts it's, 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 that's like the it's like part. it's like the equivalent of like the song "Down" by Blue yeah, right. Show. That's it. <laughs> down, down, body down, body down, count, body count, body count. This is so awful. Ruining <laughs> both legacies at the same time. Oh God! But it's the best thing ever. So, what are your my, final? My thoughts? final thoughts are again. I I I was super confused when I first heard this album through and through. I just. There was, I, I, it seemed as if there was no direction. They went from being like a serious hip hop thrash group to becoming like a goofy novelty act. And the more I listened to it, the more I understood what they were going for. I think the delivery just kind of wasn't there. Almost like a comedian just giving like a bad joke. The joke is good. But like just the way you told it, man, like you kind of ruined it. Like this, like you ruined a good story yeah. with your bad delivery. And I think that's kind of what happened here. Overall, I think it was, I think it was fantastic. The best, the thus far in my life, it, this is the best thrash I've ever heard. <laughs> I've only heard Anthrax <laughs> and this, thrash. but this is the best thrash I've ever heard. And it, I'm eager for more. I want more. But um, well, I mean. We'll do more thrash in the future, I'm sure. Especially now that you're so interested. I know you wanted me to listen to Iron Maiden this week. I listened to like two songs. I just I couldn't do the vocals. I just that's fine. oh, I just couldn't get on board. It's just it's too '80s hair metal for me. The vocal vocal wise, just Fair couldn't enough. get on board. But dude, Body Count's solid, man. It's it's just it's it's good music. It's earnest. It's honest. They keep it simple. Keep it simple. Stupid kiss. 
And um, <laughs> I, I would I would be looking forward to listening to their subsequent fucking seven albums over the next thirty five years since nineteen ninety two came out. You're actually gonna go for it and go for the other. Probably albums? not. I, I honestly I would probably only <laughs> listen to their newest album that comes out probably this year. Uh, I don't even I don't know if I could even do that. I think this is like enough for me. It's just God. I wish this was like a one off. You know what I mean? I, I wish this yeah. was just like a no, one-off. I did. I wish this wasn't like a thing. I wish this just was like a one-off thing that Ice T hooked up with, with other people, and just released this thrash metal, saying like, "Fuck it, dude, I could do this too." Y'all think you can do it? Mm-hmm. I can do it and better because he did. Well, I wouldn't necessarily they, they, necessarily. They did it better than Anthrax. Well, and Anthrax are like yeah. the poster child, top three poster childs for fucking thrash music. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. So then, what are you going to rate this one? I'm going to give it a. Uh, I'm going to give it a two, to be honest. Just a, a yeah, solid, solid two. two. So I mean, you'll come back to it, but that's about. I'm going to give right? it a two, but there's no way in hell it could possibly ever be anything less than a two. It can only go forward from there. Okay, I I can understand that. See where yeah. you come from. Well, I mean. I think that might be it for the for the episode. That's all. Man, we we had a lot to talk about. This is like yeah, what the way hell? more than I thought there was going to be. But there's, I mean, rightfully so. There, there's here. a lot. There's a lot of a lot of stuff to unpack here. But so that's it. That's all. We just did the uh, the debut album by Body Count. Uh, thank you all for listening to the pod. Uh, Jeff gave this a solid two out of three. I gave this a two point two five out of three. I don't know what we're doing next week. Oh, I kind of know. Maybe if a friend of the pod doesn't bail. But uh, yeah, so there there we go. I don't know. Ask Night Radio. Go follow us on social media at Ask Night Radio. You know, iTunes. Subscribe, follow us. Leave us a comment. There it is. I don't know. That's it. That's Oi. all. Right? Oi. Okay. All right. Bye. David Jaffe. Bye. David uh. Do you know what the Zafi disease is? I do not know what the Zafi disease is. Oh, it's it's a very common thing, but it's where your face looks exactly like your butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Zafi disease. But anyway, this guy's I, I, awful. Prickly heat, prickly mm-hmm. gaseous heat. Yeah, sounds like a, like a really hot fart. Uh, I really don't think it's very good. No, this is not this is not like the best we've ever it's had not? in my life. It's not. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I don't, I don't like the cure. How do you, how do you, you say it we, like weird? The cure is not how you spoke. I'm saying it right, right? Well, now that it, now it's one of those words again. Now that I'm, I'm questioning myself. How you do you say it like cure? The no, cure. I don't say the cure. The cure. Well, because if you, if you say the cure, that's like having a Q instead of a C. But you saying right? cure like the cure. cure. But I'm not saying cure. cure. That'd be without the e. There's no like Y in there. Cure. Cure. Well, you're you're the right. Cure. cure. The cure. The cure. No, the cure. That's how you say no, it. No, it just right? sounds stupid. It doesn't <laughs> the fucking dumbest name ever. <laughs> no, but I, I did like this song. I, I don't like the cure. I don't even know where I'm going to go. But, uh, but okay, some, well, 
Uh, I can't talk today because I am. I remember. I would say this is a better like rap 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 rap. Ooh, this is a tough one. This is a better yeah. Oh, dude. Oh my god. That Baldica is getting to you. <laughs> the Russians that, that are poisoning fusel. me. Uh, I think John Gentile from the Punk New Podcast, I kind of put Punk it best. News. Punk New Podcast <laughs> put it best. <laughs> when, he, when he was kind of saying like, Shut the fuck up. Don't come on and hear you. Shut the fuck up. Come on a little louder. Come on and put you together now. <laughs> <laughs> that's for you fucking Limp Biscuit heads out there. <laughs> uh, that's a great song, though. Sorry, that's that's, that's for you Limp Biscuit head out there. <laughs> <laughs> Body count in the house. Body count. Body count. <laughs> that's the Body that's count. the most like Body count. Tom and Mark thing that hip hip hop <laughs> could possibly do. Oh, it is. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Body count. That's Body count. Like, that that part is Mark, right? And then. Boy, yeah, counts it's, in the it's, it's, and that's like the it's like part. it's like the equivalent of like the song "Down" by Blue Yeah, Pons, right. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> down, down, body down, body down, count, body count, body count. This is so awful. We're ruining both <laughs> legacies at the same time. Oh God! But it's the best thing ever. <laughs>